with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England zone, Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, the god of infrasound, the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve. Parsons. Awesome. Good afternoon. Radio host. Yeah. <clears throat> Book author. All of the above. All of the above. Hey, mm. I was sitting here earlier and <clears throat> your old high school was on our news channel. My old high school? Lowell High, Massachusetts. That's not my high school. Oh, all right then. Nice try. <clears throat> okay. I mean, Drake it. Drakeit High is my high school. Now this was Lowell. Yeah, I know. It's down the street. Well, hey, guess what? I was what? watching our news channel, and the high school just down the street from you was on our news channel here in Britain. Really? About no telephones in the school? No. <clears throat> Apparently, um, all to do with um, a very tall, masculine young lady playing um, basketball. Ah, jeez, Louise. And throwing the smaller girls around. I don't even want to go with it. That's, I don't know, it's a crazy world. Whatever. <laughs> well, they grow, they grow the girls big in Massachusetts. So I like to say, yeah, unless, she's a very tall, very... Unless it was a trance. I can't say those words. <clears throat> I can't either. So whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. and I then, don't know. That was followed by the fact that our latest Trident missile just went plop off. Yeah, I, I saw that too. It's like, yeah, okay, that's interesting. Uh, oops, oops, somebody forgot to light the blue touch paper, didn't they? <laughs> I, but I have a question for you. Do you know about Dragonfire? Uh, yes, actually, I do. We are talking about the Royal Navy's latest laser weapon, aren't we? Yeah, it seems amazing. So why don't you give us a synopsis then? Because this is a <laughs> well, I don't this... know a great deal about it because it's yep. top secret. But um, it's a British aerospace development um, and has now been employed or deployed onto Royal Naval vessels. And I believe the Americans have a similar system. I don't know what theirs is called. Or yours is called, but ours is called Dragonfire. Uh, ours is called Trump Breath. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I thought it was Nikki Haley Breath. Uh, yeah. Or Judge Engeron Breath or something. Yeah. No, I didn't call <clears> it. Anyway. They um, wouldn't call it Biolin because it wouldn't work. Yeah. Well, <laughs> be asleep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the, um, hey, we could lend, because, uh, yeah, we could, could we take it down to Eagle Pass in Texas and try it out? Eagle Pass. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. No, it's supposed to work on. Uh, yeah, I think it it's, is. It's, yeah, it's no, a it's, a, it's, a, it's a 15 kilowatt laser weapon, um, and it's not designed for long range. It's designed to replace a system um, that has been employed on US and British ships for the last 
30 or 40 years. I don't know what the Americans call it. We call it goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically a Gatling gun, a radar controlled Gatling gun that's oh, designed yeah. to shoot down um, six barrels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like an imaginable. Yeah, it just sort of goes and things fall out. Yeah. Um, and it's designed to shoot down incoming missiles, drones, uh, as a last, you know, within the last mile. Yeah. Well, the Royal Navy have now replaced that with a laser system called Dragonfire, which does the same job, uh, but can target many more things and doesn't go hoofing lead around the sky. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. You know, it's it's really well. You high have tech. it on your. The Americans have it on their ships too now. I know, but there's more press on the both the British. <laughs> yeah, because it probably doesn't work anyway. <laughs> Mind well, you, I've got we'll to say, say we, we'll sell you some hotspots if you want. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. In the, in our defence, Trident is an American missile system. I never mentioned Trident. You, you sold it. You sold it to us, and it was a dud. It wasn't me. It was. It was a dud. It was a dud. You sold as a dud. Mm, I wouldn't doubt it. Probably had it in the store. We wanted to get rid of it. Who can we sell well, it to? Probably. But it's mm. it's 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 quite depressing, really, because it's the second one that's gone wrong. Yeah, um, but you know, little steps, little steps. Yeah, but the ship has got. I think it's thirty-two more. So mm. you know. Yeah, we can go through a bunch of them. So. Apparently, was, before it, it, was it, it was it was supposed to set off from the submarine mm-hmm. and head towards West Africa and then fall into the Atlantic after about three and a half thousand miles. Oh, just um, like uh, North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently it turned the wrong way and headed towards Florida before the few before the um, booster failed to ignite and it flopped into the ocean. <laughs> Oh, well. Which was lucky, really. Lucky for Florida. <laughs> could have wiped out, yeah, that, all those retirees down there could have got a nasty surprise. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all the snow. There we go. But that's the way it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we have had our problems with the Osprey. The Osprey is a piece of crap. I think oh, we yeah, should no, take, that's, take that's it right out of the service right now. Uh, it's it's cost so many lives right now. It's, it's Well, actually, useless. actually, yeah, there was a documentary about that on over here because you have your Ospreys deployed in the UK mm-hmm. and they're currently just sitting idly doing nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, a bit like our Trident submarines. Um, mm-hmm. they, um, it's a, this, this number of 50, 50 something casualties that was quoted for the Osprey. When you when you convert that into number of people carried and flight hours, mm-hmm. it transpires that the Osprey is actually one of the safest aircraft in U.S. military service. That's the one we always hear about, though. Yeah, but the reason you hear the reason the death toll appears high is because it carries a lot of people um, and does a lot of flying. So. Mm-hmm. When you when you average it out that you know the number of times that say uh, an F A an F eighteen flies or an F fifteen flies, mm-hmm. it's only got two people on board and it perhaps only flies you know for a couple of hours every week. Whereas the Ospreys are back and forth to and fro. I mean, here Four in across. the UK, before before they were grounded, um, we live in a low flying helicopter training zone, mm-hmm. and. Every single night of the week, barring Sunday, Saturdays and Sundays, 
the Ospreys were up and about for four, five, six hours at a time on training missions. Mm. So if you equate it to the number of casualties versus the number of people carried versus the number of flight hours, mm. it actually transpires that the Osprey is not as dangerous as people imagine. And it really is a media hype story. And that the grounding is a technical issue that needs to be resolved. But nevertheless, it's a bit like Alaska Airways, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I want to switch, switch from that because it's not supposed to be a military channel. But uh, No, yeah. but, you know, the military see ghosts. So, and it's chronic. Yeah. This is the Chronicles bit. We've done ghosts. Mm. Yeah, you know, and I, the other thing I was fascinated by is I saw the latest, not latest, but I saw figures on the number of planes in the uh, attack planes in the Soviet Union, China, and North Korea, in Iran. The United States has far more than them all combined. You mean working ones? <laughs> We're not talking about commercial planes. We're just talking, no, we're talking about planes, yeah, total aircraft. Well, Russia, a lot of the Russian aircraft, of course, um, aren't really airworthy because of the embargo um, on Russian aviation. So they can't really fly them, and they can't get spares for them when they break, so they're not really flying anymore. Do you, do you know that the Russians' military is, uh, what's the word? has been uh, wreaked by, uh, how can I say this? Corruption, basically. Because they do is they sell parts. They sell parts when they take that and they send down oh, yeah. lots of stuff. Yeah, they, I, was watching it. I, w- I watched a documentary where they were taking apart the body armor. Yeah, um, they said they were substituting for cheap, cheap stuff to their soldiers. The, these were frontline troops, and they were, yeah. they were pulling out the um, panels in the body armor that should be ceramic plates um, in order to deflect the bullets. Yeah. And they turn out that um, a lot of them were uh, 3D printed plastic, cardboard, um, all sorts of, but it wasn't, it wasn't ceramic armor plating. No. The, because that had all been sold. It's all about corruption because the bigger up in your in the chain, the more corruption. So that the top, generals and get a ton of the money that's going to defense and then the next one down and the next one down it gets each one of them and they make money do you know that that convoy they that, the di- yeah they sold all the diesel fuel as well didn't they? yeah the convoy that was going <laughs> to ukraine got hung up because they sold all the diesel fuel for vodka yep uh, anyway let's get off the military <laughs> all right what should we do so, next then? so on <laughs> yeah i know it's interesting i i, I enjoy them you know yeah i'm no, I, I, I mean, the show is Ghost Chronicles International. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, we are we are a broad base. We are. Uh, and our listeners put up with all sorts of misery listening to oh. us through ranting. And I think tonight yeah. we're going to be, it's not going to be doing much about ghosts. No, I, I'm going to switch I have a feeling back over. Because, because, well, your computer's died. Yeah, but that's all right. I, I, I... Well, that means you can't read a book. I read a lot of stuff. Hey, that's, that's a, my computer died. And you can't I, Google. I, I use my computer. I use. I have another computer. I have two more, three more computers sitting here. My laptop 
which I had used this morning for prepping, actually prepping for the morning show and had everything on. I went to boot it in the morning show in the WCCM studios, in the net studios now they're called, uh, and it would boot. It's like, oh crap. And there was, so the whole show was going. So I switched to something else. We, one of the things we switched to, and which is going to bring us back to ghost, is uh, oh, thank God for that. I thought for a minute we were going to do global temperature. Ten, ten. Uh, yeah, we talked about that, uh, <laughs> which which I corrected everybody on because uh, I've no doubt you thought you were correcting them. No, I know absolutely because uh, and I've no doubt that Lou disagreed with you. No, I actually turned them to the thing. Really? It's it's very simple because it's science and logic. If you can't you can't argue. Okay, science try and logic. try it on me then because data, I understand science data and, and logic is very simple. Yeah, you run that by me because I understand that sort of stuff. No, you're, you're a, you 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 can't control uh, your emotions, uh, and so I don't. <laughs> it's simple. Data. Well, I mean, it's apparently data. I'm now an American. It's data, and it's logic. It's two simple things. Aren't they both characters in Star Trek? Yeah, absolutely. But see, you can't you can't hold it. So I'm going to let you go on it. So you don't want to really listen to the facts on it. That's fine. So we're moving Coward. on. We were talking to the, on the, on the we were talking on the morning show. And, <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, on the morning show, and uh, as I said, my computer died, so the stuff I had prepped for I didn't. So I looked at a, a list, bizarre list that I had, which was. Uh, the most strangest, uh, what do you call it, Easter eggs or anything in, in, business oh, yeah. in cartoons. And uh-huh. uh, it was all these different references. But And so we, we went through the list, and, and uh, Lou actually was able to put up some of the pictures that we were talking about and the thing. And, oh, my God, if you look at those, right, and you see this or that in it, you understand why the paranormal is in the shape it is this this year it's all paradola simple and clearly as that it's you look at it it's totally open to interpretation it's not like oh that's you know that's jesus whatever but but there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of easter eggs in movies that have been placed there deliberately particularly in the animations yes i know that that's the ones we talked about uh but you look at all the a lot of other ones that, that were made the top ten list, and they were quite open to interpretation. I mean, they were wide open. I mean, there's a scene where in the Lion Kingdom where he sits at the top of the thing and kicks up the dust, and and the, the dust cloud spells sex supposedly. Wow. And you look at it, and you go like, huh? And then you you know, there's three or four like that that are that are really, you totally. What you call pareidolia, and that is that it's just so totally they're not you know, they're, they're not real Easter eggs planted by the developers. No, 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 there are These real are, Easter eggs. Don't, don't get no, me wrong. No, the ones that. you're talking about are what somebody's interpreted as an Easter egg. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's just like some people interpretate certain pictures as ghosts. Yeah, like my poor son, um, who, when we're on the subject of Easter eggs, he was he's of an age where he's taking an interest in girls. And he had a video game on his console, on the television, um, Mm -hmm. on his PlayStation. And he paused the game for a few minutes while he went to get his tea. And I was still sat in the room uh, with this thing on pause. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't just freeze the screen any longer. Um, 
the game's called Fortnite, and it sorry Spider Man, and it um, kind of runs through a little animation. Um, it's a scene set in a park, and you've got people walking around, and there's just doing what people do, and it just repeats the scene over and over and over while it's on pause. Mm-hmm. And uh, I called him in when it was sorry. He finished his scene. He, he, I called him back into the room and uh, for our American guys' tea dinner. Yeah, he finished his tea and came into the room. And I said to him, you, he said, oh, can I pause it now? I said, no, wait. I said, every, did you know about the Easter egg in this game? And he went, no. I went, there's an Easter egg in this game. It's just happened. That's it. What is it? I said, he said the, and in the scene, there is a young couple, male and female, and they're doing selfies with a camera phone. And I said, every 10 minutes, she lifts her top up and he takes a selfie. Mm-hmm. And he sat there and he sat there and he sat there. <laughs> did he see it? Wasn't there. <laughs> ah, you did that to it. Okay. Yeah. So that's what a lot of these are. They're, I mean, they're really. Uh... As Biden would say, true story. But that's that's exactly isn't that exactly what it, what happens in a lot of this paranormal stuff that we oh see yeah on? oh yeah and and you know I mean you know I sometimes get a little bored um, particularly on public investigations and like to roll no. the odd like to have a little fun um, making up little scenarios to see how people react. And do you remember the mirror and the uh, and the um, particularly the pit where the children were buried? I know you made that up, but you got to remember I wasn't there. So no, but it's interesting yeah. that you know I I made up something that was that, to me it sounded fairly ludicrous. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was almost beyond bizarre. And I thought people will obviously spot that this is me having you a bit do. of a prank, yeah. having a bit of a prank. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm well known at Spirit Crest for pranking. No, but they didn't. And that's, I think that illustrates the point you you're making that yes, when people believe something or want to believe something so fervently. It doesn't matter how bizarre that thing might be. You know, whether that girl was going to lift up her top or whether they were actually burying children in the pit in the bottom of the floor, mm-hmm. which was a drain. So is, isn't that kind of like the Mandela effect as well, where, you know, a great number uh, of people believe this happened and that happened and it necessarily did not I happen? Think might, I think there might be... They're kind of linked, I suppose, but it's not the Mandela effect because the Mandela effect is is a, is kind of like a, a remembered false memory of something that didn't exist. Yeah, but uh, is, does it does but, it? But, but there are ahead. videos about that now. There mm-hmm. are videos on YouTube of people who go through all of the things they remember from history and from their childhood, whether the Rice Krispies 
figures had blue hats or red hats. Or yeah, the Monopoly hats. guy, whether he had a... Yeah, whether he had a monocle or a, yeah. or a cane. Mm. Um, and they make videos about this. And yeah. You end up what you you watch the video and you think, I I honestly can't remember whether he did or whether he didn't wear a monocle, or whether the Rice Krispies, whatever they are, are they elves or something. I don't uh, know. But the Rice Krispie kids, I and frankly, I don't care. But <laughs> because, isn't isn't that implanting thoughts in our brains though? It is. It is because you know I'm I'm kind of like. You know, for for the few minutes I'm watching the video, it's like I can't remember. And then I, yeah. it kind of dawns on me. And you go, well, I can't remember because I don't care anyway, and it matters not at all whether the guy had a monocle and whether the Rice Krispies kids had blue hats. Especially to your, especially to your brain, because your your brain can only yeah. store so much material, and exactly. it selects I mean, what is important to it and what isn't. What is interesting is the, the um, we're going to come on to gender next because there are gender okay. differences. And I, I do I do see that so often. Um, my wife and I think a lot of the females I know seem to have, well, compared to me, at least perfect recall. They can recall every word of every conversation going back decades I struggle to remember what I had for breakfast yesterday morning mm-hmm. because it's it, it's how we store information. I, I can remember things I need to remember. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my wife says, oh, you just don't listen. Um, no, it's just it wasn't significant enough at the time for me to. Store, store, it, and re- store it for recall. Exactly. I mean, I think that's my problem, honestly, uh, because I think it's a problem that all men have. We yeah, you know. but most most well, you know, my look at my son and myself are totally different. My son remembers yes. great detail, minutiae. I mean, he's right on top of it. But I don't remember uh, details. I remember the uh, what's the word like the the idea of the thing or or the mm-hmm. concept of the thing, but mm-hmm. I don't remember the details i don't remember dates i don't remember names i don't remember no. that no, i remember I the general concept of whatever and i think that's how my brain stores stuff it, it stores it as the greater concept i mean because i unfortunately uh I'm, i think i'm very much like you in that we have interest in very much everything right uh well you've seen me demonstrate exactly what you what you what you just outlined Many, many, many of the listeners have heard it thousands of times on the show because you'll ask me a question and I will be able to give you a broad answer. Yeah. And then when you when you say, ask me for a more specific um, response, it's like I can't remember the name. I can't remember when it actually happened. I can't remember. I'd have to go and find the book on the shelf. Um, you You know you have the ability to get yeah. that information. So why store it? Yeah, I think it was Einstein that once said, and I, it, it's a quote I've attributed to Einstein on a number of occasions, that you don't have to remember anything. You just have to, you just have to know whereabouts on the bookshelf it is. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And, and that, that, I think, sums up the way I store memories. You know, I, I don't... Re, I, I, I store concepts and ideas and 
I'll read something um, about a subject and I'll absorb the concept and then file the fact that the detailed information, the dates, the names, the precise minutiae of the information is there on the shelf. And so if I need to access it, it's available. But I think you have a better concept even than I do of some material. Like, for instance, we talked about the OSPs and we talked about the Hellfire missile and you were able to give me more details than I had. I just knew that this was uh, yeah. this and that. Uh, but. A British comedian once said um, of British men, I don't know whether it applies universally and whether it applies or whether therefore applies to American men, but British men don't need to know anything about tanks. We just intuitively know a lot of stuff about tanks. Really? Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, it was a joke he was saying, but yeah, I mean, we kind of like, if, if stuff interests you, you do find you know, my, you know what my passions are, the mm -hmm. paranormal will go airplanes. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And I find that I absorb a great deal of information, but and it, I think with, uh, with, with aviation related stuff and the military aviation related stuff, it, it kind of just sinks in and it is absorbed the, but with, uh, with the paranormal, with it being such a broad, um series of concepts i mean and so many different i competing ideas and theories modality notions that you just you can really only absorb the concept and then refer back for the detail but if it's something like infrasound orbs photography you know, relating to the paranormal um sound and it those are the areas where that out of necessity because of the PhD or because of the books, those areas I have more intensively looked into. And I think the information has been more uh, absorbed, filed, okay. and and is is easier for me to access. But when Which you start asking when you start asking me about have you heard of this poltergeist or that poltergeist, my response, and the listeners will have heard me say it so many times, is well, yeah, I've heard of it, but I don't know a lot of the detail of it. Mm -hmm. That's true. I heard you say that many times. Yeah. Which so, you know, I know if I want to look up X Castle or Y Haunted Manor and what happened there and who was involved there, then I know where to find that information. Mm -hmm. So the precise detail of cases, um, you know, Dylan, our, our, our friend Dylan, um, who we determined was a parasocial, a parasocialist. Mm. Parasocialist? Yeah, I've rebranded him again. Parasociologist. Although parasociology, socialist might might also suffice. It's very democratic. Oh, that's that's the music. Uh, we didn't get the cues. I don't know what happened. But anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojanet. We'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge.
you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Located in Illinois, there lies a sleepy little town where nothing is a common occurrence. You going to that party in town tonight? Heck yeah! I only turned 18 once. That is until the night of celebration. Where the hell is she? Oh no. No, 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 Jessica! Creators of Shadowhunters, bite me! Comes a tale of primal terror. Grindcore mayhem. Shadowhunters, kill Jessica! Kill! second half of the first half of tonight's two hour gender and military studies program program Mm. did you notice see because the preview uh, because the audio from the ad break wasn't coming through properly i started counting Mm. and i was spot on until you interrupted me Ah, you were i was used to with that you were very very good but uh i was kept the music and the ads kept going in and out, so I I don't know what was happening. So yeah, panicked. No, I was just trying to get what was going on. So that's anyways. Must be Mercury retrograde because you always blame Mercury retrograde for anything. It's like blaming your wife. Now my wife always blames me. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So before. The break, before, I guess. Before the break? Uh, yes, we were talking uh, about many things. and uh, I don't recall the thing we were talking about. No. I don't either. <laughs> but anyways, so... Uh, I understand the concept of the show, but I don't understand the detail of what we were talking about. Yeah, you know, I think that's a thing that men have... I could be wrong, but... Uh, Someone told me, I believe, that when men have different abilities or something, especially in English men, I don't know. There's a book on the shelf about it somewhere, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So speaking about books on the shelf, uh, Paravision is coming along. 
It is. I've been, yeah, working on um, um, my third chapter today, um, which is kind of like telling ghost stories because it's called Seeing Ghosts, this particular chapter. And it actually looks at the way, well, it gives examples of the way in which people see ghosts and you know, the different types examples of the way they see it. And now we're well, talking the physical okay, way well, or, well, well, actually, or the environmental well, way the types of ghosts that people see and the way in which they're seen. Um, for example, um, I, I mean, people have classified ghosts um, for forever. Um, and we have the, uh, the crisis apparition, which is commonly, in fact, one of the commonest of, report, of the reported uh, visual phenomena where people see an apparition of someone, a loved one normally, that's very closely, the, the sighting is very closely linked to the actual time of death of the individual. Yeah, we call them messenger ghosts, but that's, that's cool. Well, parapsychology calls it the crisis apparition, so. Yeah, go ahead but there we go. that out there, parapsychology calls it. <laughs> well, it does. I can't no, help that. You. Good for you. Um, and you have, you know, people that see the corner of the eye phantoms, the peripheral vision phantoms. You have collective apparition encounters where groups of people may see the same thing, sometimes from mm -hmm. different vantage points, um, but That's at the same point. time. And you, ha and you have um, apparitions where, the, where people see the same thing in the same place, but unknowingly they report the same thing over a period of years, perhaps. Mm. And then you have, you know, we, they, all of those would be what what I would term and have termed in paravision as direct vision because it's the unassisted, unaided human eye making the the sighting. Right. And then the, then you have this whole bunch of really, um, and as the book touches on, uh, or the chapter touches on in the book, um, there has been in the last 20 years an absolute paradigm shift in the way that people report seeing ghosts because people, you know, it, it is, it is now, I, I don't think almost a day goes by without somebody saying, Oh, we, we went to this haunted manor house and I took a bunch of photographs. And when I got home, I was flipping through them and I discovered a figure that I didn't notice at the time. Yeah. Now, they are the new norm for reporting ghosts because the person isn't seeing the ghost, but it's still reported as a ghost. But it's done indirectly via a device. Which is probably one of the most unreliable because... Well, yeah. I mean, I was watching today a three-dimensional uh, new 3D video rendition of, <laughs> of a bathroom window ledge with just the normal clutter of a bathroom window ledge mm. or, you know, there was some ornaments and pencils and yeah, 3d. Do you know what it was? This, this video had been posted originally on Reddit and had been taken down after people complained that it actually was just a normal, um, mobile phone video. Mm -hmm. And in response to that, after it had been taken down by the moderators, the uh, 3D artist produced the wireframe 
um, re renditions oh. that he'd been using and actually proved that it was, in fact, a 3D render. Now, I watched this thing. It's only, it's only about 30 seconds long. Mm -hmm. And I must have watched this about four or five times. And at no point did I determine it wasn't a real uh, you know, a real scene shot, shot with a real camera. Okay. It was it was that good, right down to the reflection in um, some of the shiny surfaces of a person holding a camera <laughs> that the artist had actually included. What a nice guy! Um, and you got to disprove yourself. That's the way to do it. When the technology is reaching that level, where you cannot discern, in fact. It, nobody could believe that this was just a three-dimensional rendition. It was an animation. It was generated entirely on a computer. With that level of sophistication, we can't rely, we can't believe any photograph that we now see presented to us as evidence of a ghost. We just can't, we can't trust the technology any longer to to be reliable i mean at least back in the day of film photography you you at least have the negative and on the tech with the technology of the day it was possible to tell whether the negative had been retouched or whether mm -hmm. um the print had been re retouched or had been processed differently but with digital with that level of ability and this was done on a home computer, albeit the guy did have, you know, an extraordinary home computer. But it still was a ordinary home computer when all said and done. He produced this, which fooled the entire community. Hmm. I'd urge you to go and watch it, find it and go and watch it. Really? It's just, it's just. 20 30 seconds of really mundane video footage of is there, a window ledge is there a way that we can uh post i I, I i don't know i you can't easily do it from reddit and i don't i'm not savvy enough to figure that part out but oh, okay but i'm sure youtube will will have picked it up by now and if that's the case then it should be searchable um but it, when the, the point I'm making is, how do we trust the technology? You know, 40, 50 years ago, the investigators of that time, the ones who went to Enfield, the, the ones that went to, you know, other notable locations, were craving the ability to see in the dark. They were craving an ability to see beyond the normal you know sense of vision to try to determine whether there is anything truly out there and what they ended up you know we are in that we are fortunate enough we have those devices now mm -hmm. but we can't trust what they're seeing that's true seeing you know if we if if we see a, a picture that shows something truly extraordinary a ghost or a, a, an astronaut driving a red tesla sports car in outer in space. space you know our first reaction is oh that's been photoshopped mm -hmm. that's been True. You know, 
and with AI now coming on stream. Oh, God bless us. Well, you know, I've I, I've been playing around with with AI, but only you know in terms of uh, interacting. You did mention that. Last yeah, week, so. yeah. And I, I I'm really you know I was shocked at, at how capable it, it's becoming. I know Elon Elon Musk has been warning people about it, but you know it it truly has the power to change things. So if somebody comes along now and says hey, I've got this audio recording of a ghost or I've got this fantastic video showing a ghost walking down a corridor. It's kind of like, yeah, but I don't trust you. I can't trust you. I can't mm -hmm. trust the tech. I, you, you, you might be telling me the truth. You may have an extraordinary piece of video footage showing a ghost, but I've got no way of, of being able to test that and to demonstrate that that is actually a ghost and not something that's been rendered on a computer. Fair enough. But, you know, it's so the kind of, you know, there's some extracts there from, from Paravision, which is coming out later this year. Yeah. So yeah, check uh, it out. So when, check when, it out. When Cal gets, when Cal gets his work done. When Cal gets his, and Cal will be looking at other aspects, like the psychology of, of how we see things and how we perceive the world around us and how that plays into the paranormal. Mm -hmm. And we've got Dr. Anne Winsper contributing a chapter, which I'm not going to preview, but it is. I'm quite excited about it. Oh, cool. And we we have we you know we have other experts in their particular fields, as mm -hmm. we did with paracoustics. You know, we will write probably 50% of the book, um, but where we want to discuss or we want to introduce an area of vision and the paranormal or sound and the paranormal. Rather than try and interpret somebody else's work, we will try and get wherever possible that person to to um, give us an insight into what what they're doing and and the subject. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to. I mean, it's fascinating stuff. Which you know, I'm looking at a different point of view on a new idea that I thought of because. As, as I mentioned on the show many times, uh, we have been studying the red light sand for a long time. And we record all the sessions. So we supposedly collect information from spirits that have passed. So, you know, take it for, for that. So I'm going to have a psychologist come on the show and we're going to analyze the spirits. Basically, why they are there uh, joining the seance. Yeah, that'd be interesting because I, I I remember when I was on Most Haunted, um, there had been a particular episode of throwing stuff around, uh, small you know pebbles and stones and nuts and bolts and anything else that was I loved it that could fit in someone's pocket. Um, <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And after after you know after a. A few, a few, several dozen of these missiles had whizzed their way across the room, and um, I turned to, um, I believe it was David Wells, and said, "Why, why, if it's the spirits, why are they doing this? Why are they bombarding us so with nuts, bolts, and small pebbles?" And he said, "Well, they're trying to get our attention." Oh, so, okay. at which point, um, whilst on camera, I said, "Okay." 
right, can can you like either translate for me or can they hear me? And he said, no, I think they can. I said, all right, well, you now have our undivided attention. Every person in this room is now paused and waiting for you. You wanted our attention. You've got our attention. Go. Mm-hmm. And nothing happened. You know, you almost sounded like, but I thought you were almost going to go with Zach there and say, like, okay, and you want to get our attention, throw a rock at me. No, I mean, they've been throwing the, they've been throwing the yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, I get it. I get yeah, it now. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a more logical way of doing it rather than yeah. the stupid, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyways, carry yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it was it was it was kind of like a big anticlimax because after mm. having gained our attention, they did squat. Mm. So it was it was a bit di- disappointing, really, because I thought, you know, well, now's the moment. We're going to find out the answers. Yeah, and he didn't. Yeah, so it will be interesting to hear, have a psychologist to see if he can do any better. <laughs> because we failed. Yeah, but I, I, I think you're misinterpreting uh, the psychologist is not sitting in the seance, but rather from the information gathered from the seance given to us by the spirit, quotation mark, is that we will analyze that information on why the spirit is here. Why is he here to give us this particular information? What is his problem or whatever? You know what I mean? Well, kind I of... mean, that in itself will make a good show. I mean, particularly for another psychologist, because what you have, in essence, it could be argued, is a subjective story mm-hmm. that's you know being conjured up by the group around the table that's then being given to us by a ghost or given to you by a ghost that's then being interpreted or reinterpreted um, by a psychologist Mm -hmm. to try to understand or to try to build a, a picture of the problems that the spirit may have Mm. psychoanalyzing spirit well, it beats trapping them and blowing them up. I don't know. I kind of like that too. And that's been tried. Yeah. Oh, it's been done many times. <clears throat> well, Sorry, it was done. The show, but let's let's go let it go. Well, it, it was done in Ghostbusters, not the real Ghostbusters, but the 2016 Ghostbusters. The movie, because yeah, because. Towards the end, in the big fight scene, of course, they they did battle with and um, and in New York and killed the ghosts. Yeah, that's a shame. Which which I mean, there's a philosophical question there to you know that raises. How do you kill a ghost? How do you kill a ghost? Hmm. I mean, it, it kind of goes hand in glove with that with that which I you know that statement that you hear so often during ghost hunts, which I've always felt is somewhat nonsensical bit of an oxymoron um you know um if you can hear our voices can you communicate with us we mean you no harm mm-hmm. well what harm can you do to someone who's dead exactly that's <laughs> <laughs> i've always thought why do you why do you need feel the need to have to say that i mean mm-hmm. 
why would a ghost feel threatened by a living person? Wow, the ghost is scared. And uh, of what? Be a, wait a minute, it could be a little child ghost that is scared of the big bag humans. Uh, well, so yeah, he, he's common. afraid. So yeah, yeah. Well, we'll find that out. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. With the, I, I look with forward to hearing about that. Yeah, well, uh, we uh, have set that up. Uh, and except so, for British Airways charging so bloody much, I might even have been there to witness it first time. Oh, oh. Hmm. Leslie's going over there. It's cheaper if you book from over there, I told you. Yeah, evidently, I know. That's amazing. Why can't I just buy you a ticket? doesn't work like that. Why not? I tried. Well, I looked at that, and BA won't allow that. Really? Yep. It's something about EU regulations to prevent money laundering or some such rubbish. Uh, no, it's got nothing to do with money laundering. It's all to do with the way that we tax air travel. I get it. Yeah. So what I'll do is buy Dylan a round trip ticket. He can go home, and you can come over here. And then he can buy a round trip ticket there, and oh no, he goes. I can go home. Yeah, yeah. What a brilliant design! Brilliant that's, design. That's, that's, you should have been a master criminal. Yeah. <laughs> what makes you think I wasn't? What <laughs> makes you think? Well, what makes me think you aren't? <laughs> is the real question. Fair enough. Fair enough. But that's so. Uh, so there you go, folks. There will be no me at Spirit Quest this year. You'll be pleased to hear because... Oh, we won't be pleased to hear. We miss you. Because... Dearly. Because it costs... Too much. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically. It. Uh, I don't know why it costs so much, um, but it does. So going back to the beginning of the show when we were talking about uh, the cartoon thing and, and people see different things in it and uh, Mandela effect and all that, I mean, isn't that kind of like the difference between uh, some of these paranormal events that start out as, as some type of a fact and end up as a legend? specifically like what I, I don't quite understand the yeah i know that was kind of a obscure answer or a, question, <laughs> or a question but no isn't it like you know i mean what's the, what's the thing all legends are based on fact oh yeah i mean so isn't it something happened and then as, yeah as, you I know mean, the old story where you tell one person tells another person type yeah thing. send send reinforcements we're going to advance become send reinforcements we're going to advance Mm-hmm. As they used to say in the military. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, that happens. Of course it happens. And But um, America's oldest ghost story is probably an excellent example of that. And I'm talking about the Blue Hound of Port Tobacco, which uh, is yeah. the, oldest, the oldest ghost story in America. Well, you're going to have to tell me because I'm from America and I don't know the Blue Hound of Port, Port Tobacco, Tobacco Mary- or whatever it is. Port Tobacco, Maryland. Um, Maryland, Maryland, yeah. not Maryland. Mer, Mer, Queen Maryland. No, it's Maryland. No, it's Mary. Speaking it was named after I am, and it was named the the. Oh, state we know was it was named after. But that's not how we pronounce she, it. Here. She it's was Mary, Mary, Mary like, Maryland. 
Yeah, you'd be really like a clap. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> tomato, potato, tomato. Yeah, clack, yeah. clack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carry on. Um. Anyway, uh, what what is? I mean, this has become a legend, and it's America's oldest ghost story, as I've said before. Um, and it takes place on February the eighth. Oh. But they're not. But they're not quite sure of whether. Uh, it was following the Revolutionary War or whether it follows the Civil War, but they do know it's February the 8th. That's a little bit of a span. Yeah, it is, but hey, it's a legend. But it's anyway. Almost 100, well, almost yeah. 100 years. Yeah. Shh, shh. Um, don't, don't let the minutiae spoil it. Think of the okay. concept. Carry on. Anyway, Trooper Sims um, is a soldier and he's he's got some deeds to property and a quantity of gold and he's goes into the tavern in Port Tobacco and with his dog which is a blue tick hound it's actually big and black but it's the breed is called a blue tick hound Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he gets more and more drunk and he starts boasting about the gold and about this property deeds that he has. And there's a Henry Hansen and a group of men um, who are listening. And after Sims leaves, they accost him and demand the gold and the property deeds. And a fight breaks out and both Sims and his dog are end up dead. Oh, poor dog. Hansen then buries the ill-gotten gold, aiming to retrieve it later. When he goes back to the site where he buried the gold, he's met with the spectral apparition of this giant black dog that that viciously goes for him, so he runs away. Hmm. Um, During the U.S. Civil War, a group of U.S., uh, I think they were Confederates, they 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 hear the story and they say all oh, the gold is probably still going to be there. They they work out the site of where it's likely to be buried and they go they break camp and they go out there to try and get this gold. And they too see this luminous spectre of this big black dog. Um, and down the years up until I think the last the last sighting was 1971. Yeah. In fact, a bunch of television camera uh, crews went out there on February the 8th over a couple of years to try and capture it for themselves because uh-huh. it's, uh, and they failed. Um, but nevertheless, it is America's oldest ghost story, the Blue Hound of Port Tobacco. It's the oldest ghost story, but we can't tell if it was the Civil War or the American War since we have. It's almost certainly the Revolutionary War, but nevertheless. All right. It's two minutes. We've run out of time. So, so there you go. It was America's oldest ghost story, and you didn't know it. I don't believe it. That's why. Well, it's I a don't legend. believe it's well, the it's, oldest ghost story. I don't. Well, it's, it's, how did you declaim it as the oldest ghost story? I don't, but Port Tobacco does, and oh, they call it. Tobacco, and and the the reason I raised it was because you were talking about these ghost stories becoming legend and mm-hmm. it's now called the legend of the blue hound of port tobacco maryland maryland <laughs> good job anyways we do have to go and since we missed the break uh we're oh. gonna give it a, 
Ooh. we didn't get our sponsors in, so we better get our sponsors in now. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International, Ooh. and that is the oldest hound in the UK. Uh, right here on Tojanet Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio and Petr- Patreon. Patreon, wow. Uh, Become a member. Dogs on the brain now. You don't have to. You don't have to sign up for life. Become a member. Three bucks a month. Uh, enjoy the the output. There's like 50 videos and stuff on there. So read it and then uh, go Wait. from there. So check it out. Uh, anyways, we do have to wrap it up, Steve. It's been interesting. Don't know what the hell we talked about, but it's. I'm sure it was interesting to someone. It started. It started well and then went downhill. I don't know if he even started. I do recall. I do recall that we were talking military. That's the bit I was talking about starting well. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. Paranormally, it went wrong. Yeah. Stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Oh. A special guest will be Vlad and the Bizarre Magic. We'll be right. Uh, yeah. Good night, everyone. God bless. See you next week. <laughs> Good night. Get down, Jeff. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.